I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm right of what? Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? Oh, if I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? I said F. F. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's well, a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Huh. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Indiana Jones Avengers in game and follow. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. And I'm Sebastian. Yep, two corpses. Everything's fine. And I'm Jordan. And welcome to our review of Clue. That's Did, it. Does Clue have a theme song? I was about to start whistling something, but then it's like, oh. no. Board games don't come with theme songs. Never no, mind. No, they don't. And, oh, I should... For some reason, I think I was thinking of... For some reason, it was just Curb Your Enthusiasm just came into my mind. <laughs> I had similar pianos. <laughs> um, I will say, for our international listeners, welcome to our review of Cluedo. That's what it's called in this country, in Australia. We call it Cluedo. The, the board oh, game's yeah. not called Clue. Um, what is with that? Like, did we? Was there like a, a swap between Where's Wally and Where's Waldo and Clue and Cluedo? Because maybe they just swapped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we took the dough for Cluedo, but we call him Wally here. Mm. But in the states, they call him Waldo, mm. and they have Clue. It's just weird. That's a weird. Yeah, I, don't, I can't explain that one. <laughs> I wonder if there's any relation. Like, surely they come. Why is it called Cluedo here? Because Clue actually. Waldo, to Google we go. Waldo is stupid. Vamp. Because Wally is an actual name. Like, no one calls mm. a, a guy a Waldo unless they're actually referencing where's Waldo. But that's it. Like, Waldo's not a name. Clue, though, makes perfect sense. Cluedo doesn't. It's mm. like we both decided we're going to be wrong in these one scenarios each. Um, apart from that, I was going to talk about a different, better murder mystery <laughs> game that I own. Because I think Clue in itself, the board game, I, I guess it's... It's a, is it Parker Brothers? Is it one of those like? I think so, yeah. If it's not Parker Brothers, it's from the same sort of 
idea of like your monopolies and stuff. They're board games which are meant to be fun but also not complex enough that a child could play them with their family. So when it comes to a murder mystery board game itself, Clue does require a little bit of mental work but also Mm. I think it's from ages seven and up or something like that. Like a child can do process of elimination. So it was originally called Cluedo by like whoever originally created it and then when the Parker brothers bought it or bought the rights to it, they shortened it to Clue because it was originally a mix of a blend of Clue and a game called Ludo, which I've never heard of before. Okay. But that's about as much information as I can find. So I guess some parts of the world stuck with the, the OG and then others went with the Americanized Clue. Well, this is one of those rare cases where I agree it should be called Clue. As do I. It um, makes perfect sense. Clu- yeah. Cluedo isn't a word. But nevertheless, we live in Australia and we must we, we stand under that, that uh, bl- bl- mostly blue flag and we call it Cluedo, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, it's not a terrible game by any means, It's but it is just a game of process of elimination, yeah. which I guess you could argue is almost the bread and butter of most mystery games. Yeah. Um, the game that I really prefer, which is it takes the concept of working out who the murderer was and tries to make it, you know, in air quotes, as realistic as possible, mm. is actually, it's one that's to the side of us. It's Sherlock Holmes' consulting detective. It's that oh, red box yeah, laying on top. About that one. So effectively, you're assisting Sherlock Holmes with finding a murderer. The version I have is the Jack the Ripper version, which has like a five mm. or six part where you have to solve like five or six mysteries in a row to then yeah. work out at the end who Jack the Ripper is. But you can do like one-offs as well. You've got a map of London. You've got a directory book. You've got newspapers that you have to go through and find stuff that happened the days of and around the murder itself to find what could be little clues here and there of like maybe this, you know, or a complaint about a noise in this particular, you know, apartment the other night. And then you can go on the map to that apartment. Mm. You find out where the reference is, which tells you where to go in the book. And you can see whether there's an interaction between yourself and the people in the apartment, then you can you read through what would be your dialogue and their dialogue yeah. to then maybe push you in directions to be like, oh, you know, this person actually didn't say anything of note, but I did notice that, you know, there was a crucifix on their wall. Right. And the murder did happen on the on the Sunday, which is a church day. Maybe mm. it's worth saying if this person, if they seemed like they were being a bit coy with you, is it worth going to the church and seeing is there anyone that frequents the church that may be disgusting with this person? Then so you can go to the church mm. and there's other interactions and it can be like that level of intricacy. Because yeah, it doesn't actually so tell you that, that there, there might be the cross on the wall, but also she may have you know said six different things in the conversation, which you could also mm. investigate. There's no right and wrong. Well, there are wrong, but there's no like one answer yeah, to bring you no, somewhere. Yeah, like sort of straight line to it. Yeah, and even with the map, like it's all gridded. So like a, a certain like square on the grid mm. might take 10 minutes to traverse on foot, but two minutes by carriage. Right. So you actually have to take in people's like um, financial circumstances to be like, well, the only way that they could have gotten from A to B to commit the murder in time might also depend on their level of wealth. Mm, okay. So there's like logistics involved in it. So as opposed to just being like, well, I know it wasn't the wrench, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. there's, you actually have to, find out where the motive sat and logistically could it have occurred within the timeframes given. Mm, so okay. there are still elements of elimination in there, but a lot more of it's reading between the lines of yeah. like there might be three people that had motive to kill the person as well. Yeah. Anyway, I prefer the, that game, but yeah. it's also- That sounds far more interesting. 
Yeah, but also a lot longer. Like a round yeah. take you like five hours. Yeah, no, not a round. A game. A game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as opposed to I think Cluedo, you can smash out generally within like half an hour to forty five minutes, maybe. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see the I want to see the Sherlock Holmes murder mystery game, and I think it's actually just called uh, Zodiac. <laughs> 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 that um, checks out. Yeah. But this movie, have you seen this before? No, I haven't. I honestly didn't know that it existed until we put it onto the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. I don't know why this one came to mind. Um, I've seen it before, maybe last year or the year before, like prior, like mm. once. So I only saw it in my adulthood, not in my childhood. Mm. And I don't know why it came to mind to review when we had to fill in the gaps earlier. I can't remember what, yeah. what triggered that. Maybe somebody Very said Tim Curry and I just thought of it. Maybe. It's about the only thing that stands out to me in this movie is yep. Tim Curry. <laughs> I forgot Christopher Lloyd was in this film. So did I until we were talking at the end of last week's episode. Yeah. but I, I didn't even recognize him. Because he's so young. When did the mm. movie come out again? I should have... 85? It's not as... Okay, it's not as old as I thought it was then. No. 85. When did Back to the Future come out? <sighs> Couldn't have been too far away from that. Maybe like 87? 85 as well. Huh. So it's the same year as Back to the Future. I think this one came out before Back to the Future, though. But mm. I'm just looking at because okay, he. I mean, his hair's brown in this film, yeah. Christopher Lloyd, as opposed to Doc Brown's like white. Mm-hmm. But he genuinely, his face looks yeah younger. Like, but I, I didn't even makeup. recognize him at all. Yeah, the power of makeup, I guess. Right. That's it. Movie magic. Yep. <laughs> um. Yep. So if you haven't seen this film before, in short, it's a game of Cluedo, mm. sort of. The main cast is like your Professor Plum, Mr. Green, Colonel Mustard, Miss Scarlet, Miss White, all that. None of those characters- I'm glad are you're actually- on top of that because as I was watching it, I was like, it really stands to reason that it would be the two of us hosting this show who are notoriously bad with names mm. would be left to host the episode about the movie that has 47 main characters. So I'm glad you're about, you're like across it because I'm not- I definitely have them in front of my face. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Peacock, I forgot that one. Um, and then Wadsworth, who is the the butler, who's an original member, I guess, of the of the narrative. Because normally in Cluedo, you've got your your six characters or whatever it is, and one of them's the one that did the murder. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I space for some reason I got the other way around and thought one of them did get murdered. No, no. So you were trying to find out who is the murderer. Yeah, of course. Um, and effectively, you know, it's there's been a couple of murders. The murder it's kind of an ongoing, almost like an Agatha Christie sort of scenario where there's one original murder mm. and then. As they're trying to work Subsequent out- Subsequent murders. Yeah, exactly. As you're trying to do it, people are getting culled off. But it's all the um, auxiliary characters that are getting culled off. None yeah. of the um, the featured coloured characters mm-hmm. actually die in this film. I think until the until some of like the, the very end yeah. in some of the versions, someone does get shot or not. Um, but yeah, it's just that. And it's a comedy for lack of better description. You could call it a comedy. I laugh. <laughs> I genuinely I laughed. had a few laughs, yeah. but I- I didn't find it like super funny all the way through or anything like that. Oh no, no, it's it felt like a weird, like a British comedy to me. Like yeah, a little bit actually. The jokes aren't every ten seconds. Mm. Like there's maybe a funny thing every like five minutes of runtime thereabouts. There's a lot of scenes of just quiet waiting. The occasional conversation. Some are serious. Some are not. Like they're not. It's not trying to make you laugh all the time. Like mm. it actually felt like an Agatha Christie movie to me. Like well, sorry, football story, I guess, but movie. Yeah. In except it was just occasionally somebody would say something funny, yeah, as opposed to all the time. It was to me like yeah. the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking like this feels like Knives Out but not good. Yes, <laughs> which I guess is the same because it's that's very like Agatha Christie as well. But Knives Out wasn't. I mean, I I, I laughed a couple of times in Knives mm. Out, but Knives Out wasn't a comedy either. No, it was. Was it? Was it? Was it? Sort just, of. It was kind of like a dark comedy, I guess, in a way. Yeah. 
but it was, I think it was more just like the setting of like this big house of death and like the like rotating cast of characters just kind of gave me that vibe. Yeah. And like, as I was watching, I was like, I was surprised that like it hasn't been remade with like a modern cast yet. It's coming. And then, yeah. Then I went to IMDb and I found out it is on its way with a pretty good crew behind it as well. I, I think, think Ryan it'll... Reynolds is in it. Yeah. It's like or... Ryan Reynolds, Jason Bateman and the two dudes who wrote Deadpool are writing it. Oh, sweet. Well, so I'll that d- has potential. I'll do the Andrew bits really quickly so we yep. can move on. So this movie is rated a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, it's kind of similar. The audience rating is 86%. Um, and then the critics rating, it's fresh at 65%. Mm. Um, in terms of budget, it was budgeted for 15 million USD. Um, I'll find out what the box office is in a second. but um, I think it was like, just shy of that when I looked at it. Yeah, this film actually didn't do that well from memory. Yeah, yeah, 14.6. Oof. Um, so just short, but they always say that you want to aim to double the budget yeah. once marketing comes in, but mm. I don't know if that's that was the case for 85. That might be more of a modern standard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it actually did not do well. Um, and I can't... That, that stands to reason, given that I had not even known of its existence prior mm. to last week. So what I want to do is when we have... Because there won't be any variety hours this this, this well, mm. last week, obviously, you already know that, and this coming Wednesday. But when we do get back into the swing, I'm going to do a bit of a feature on sort of cinematic um, gimmicks mm. that were used to try and pull audiences back into the cinema or to give them sort of an extra experience as a motivation to see it in the movies. Because there's a lot of films, generally horror films, but other films as well, that would do weird things in the cinema mm. to try and you know, stimulate people to come back. And this film actually had one of the more infamous ones in that there are three endings to this film. Yeah, right. And theatrically- Like like different endings just got shipped to different theatres? Exactly. Mm. And which is a good and a bad thing. The version I saw online, because I read mine through YouTube, um, has all three endings stacked on one by one. Which does bring the film to about an hour and a half, Mm. which is just barely making a good (laughs) runtime. And that's with three endings- that keep in mind, if you saw you know, back in the day when it came out, one of these, some of these endings are 10 minutes long. So you'd be leaving 70 minutes into the film. Yeah. And I'll also say out of the three endings, they work really well together by going one, two, three. Cause one, two, three plays out. Here's one ending. Here's what could have also happened. Here's what actually happened. Yeah. And seeing it like that was actually first funnier be just secondly more satisfying and yeah. see the third I think any of those ending. singular endings would have been really like just, oh, Okay, that's it. Yeah, like <laughs> the just comedian, mad underwhelming. The third ending is the best ending. Yeah, um, which I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll break down the endings at the, well, a little bit later on. I wouldn't have been as disappointed getting that one, but if I had seen any of the other two endings, mm. it's really quick. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I watching it with like I guess like a modern lens and seeing these three endings like stacked on each other. I'm like, does it film watching it like that? It feels really clever. Yeah, it does. The way that it's put together. Yeah, because I was watching. I'm like, this feels like this film is once like like Last Action Hero. It was just a little bit ahead of its time. But I suppose mm. if you didn't get all three endings laid on the way they did it, it wouldn't have felt that. It was it yeah. Was no, a, it would have been yeah. like a real like very very underwhelming experience just seeing one. Yeah. I think. Um. But yeah, there's a murder mystery. They're in a they're in a spoopy house. There's a murder mystery. <laughs> um, any any notes of uh, trivia before I can I start rolling into the plot? Otherwise, but um, I forgot to even look any up to be honest. Yeah, 
Yeah, where's Andrew? <laughs> uh, Tim Curry is in it. Trivia. He's good. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll go a bit more into into when we get to the ending discussion. But I will say, for, when all three endings occur, there is evidence throughout the entire film that does actually lean into each ending making sense within the narrative. Mm. So there are actual, like, it's actually, they go through it in the actual endings, but it's when this person's revealed to be the killer, their evidence is presented as to why it was them as well. And all that stuff was in the, in the version you saw. Right. But there's also evidence to point to other characters throughout it. So mm. they don't have to like pretend that things actually yeah, happen. It's right. all in the that first 70 or 60 minutes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it was just less on trivia, but more on just appreciation that the film actually had. Yeah, the fact that they went to that much effort to actually make sure that it all made sense. Yeah. Um, other thing is, I mean, this film is obviously based on a board game. It is better than it had any right to be, in my opinion. It's not trivia, it's just more of opinion. But yeah, I guess so. I wasn't sure like what to expect from it. Yeah, I would think... What was the last board game movie we saw? <sighs> Surely there were. Jumanji? <laughs> but that was a board game movie that then made a board game, right? Yeah, true. I'm just trying to think... What other games? Where's the goddamn Monopoly movie? <laughs> oh, that's right. There was Ouija, which I've not seen because it's a horror film. But then there was Battleship, which I have seen, which is fucking terrible. Oh, yeah, that sucked. Um, actually, there's not that many. I actually don't mind the Jumanji movies, like the ones with The Rock. Actually, yeah, what? they're fun. Yeah, I they're, like those. Like, they're nothing. They're not going to make you think or feel anything, but they're good popcorn flicks. Yeah. Um, is there a Yahtzee movie? No. <laughs> There is not a Yahtzee movie. There's actually not that many board game movies. It for some I reason I can't imagine there would be. It's such a weird thing to choose to adapt. I mean, I own Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill, and I think isn't that there was a House on there Haunted is Hill. a House on Haunted Hill film, but it's I didn't very know that it was based on a board game though. I don't think it was. No. Maybe that's just, just a happy coincidence. I th- I think the board game's named after the movie, sort of. Maybe right. I don't know. <laughs> Who it's fine. I do own Yahtzee though. If there was a Yahtzee movie, I'd like to watch it. Doctor Who Yahtzee at that. Yeah, I haven't opened it yet. As you can <laughs> see, it, it was a Christmas present from some dear friends of mine because I like Yahtzee and I do like Doctor Who, but I've just never had like a game night where Yahtzee comes out. It'll yeah. be more like, let's play Ticket to Ride or, right. you know, concept. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> this, is, this is off the rails. Um, but I guess I'll roll into the plot then. Yeah, um, let's do it. So six people are summoned to this house, this house on the, it's the house from Rocky Horror. Let's just go with that. <laughs> Let's just call it a house on the haunted hill. Yes. And they're told in the invitations they don't, to come here, they actually don't know why they've been summoned, but they've been told they have to go and run under pseudonyms in this. So his name's actually not Colonel Mustard. He's in fact a colonel, but what? that's not his name. That's not his given name. Not his given name. Um, it's I've not been lied a- to. Exactly, we're all lied to. But it's not actually Miss Scarlet, not Mr. Green, not Professor Plum. You get the idea. They're all super. Professor Plum sounds made up. They all sound made up. <laughs> what actually killed me was Mrs. White wearing nothing but black. <laughs> um, anyway, they're there. They have a dinner. They don't know who summoned them. Um, the butler, who's played by uh, Tim Curry or Wadsworth, informs them that the person who invited them, Mr. Body, um, will be attending shortly. Great little joke because his name is Mr. Body and <laughs> his role is the body. Ba-dum-tsh. Yep. Um, Mr. Body rocks up and it's revealed that he's actually here to blackmail all of them. Um, they've sort of worked out they might all kind of know each other because some people look familiar to others. Mm. Turns out they've all in some part 
they work in like Washington or have associates in Washington, whether they're through the government or through different agencies throughout it. Yeah. They've all got some sort of loose connection and Mr. Body's there to blackmail them. Lights go out, gunshots heard, and Mr. Body has been murdered and everyone in the room has motive. Everybody's a suspect. Everybody. Somebody on this And that's train. where the mystery truly begins. Yep. Um... Yeah, it's and then I don't want to play through it beat by beat because effectively they're trying to work out who they can trust, who they can't trust. More people end up being killed. People are missing from certain scenes and missing from other scenes and it just depends mm-hmm. on who they are as to where they could have been during other murders. But this film, you can watch it in a scene-by-scene scene basis and see who's missing to kind of work out who might be more of a suspect than not. Mm. But I wasn't even like watching for that, trying to figure it out, but like I kind of wish I had now. It's not the best for it. Like if you watch John Carpenter's The Thing and people are missing, you can sort of narrow down, Mm. oh, this person may have been taken over or they might not have been. You know, sometimes you just don't find out. Um, That film has a really good attention to detail with this. This one, it's not like it's inaccurate. It's just, that's not the story it was telling. So it's just not as reliable, unfortunately. For for murder mysteries, you want it to be. Mm. That's kind of the fun part is me working it out. Yeah. Um, I didn't work this one out. I knew, but I also came in remembering there was three endings and I was pretty sure the butler did it, which I was, I was right one of the times. Nailed it. Um, anyway, yeah, they just, bump one by one, more people are showing up and getting killed. They're trying to work it out. Um, it is like your typical, like your 12 um, Indians storyline. I go through, the lights go out, come back, somebody's dead. They yeah. find, you know, you turn a corner, there's a dead body. None of it's played for horror. None of it's played for scares. It's all, it's sort of just like, oh, I don't want to call it like camp fun. Oh, it's very camp. Yeah. I I, think that's like kind of what I didn't like about it too much. Like I just hard for me to say because some of my favorite movies are like inadvertently camp and dumb, but like this felt like purposefully camp and I don't like that. I do like that. It's so strange. I shouldn't because it's, it should feel dated. But when I watch films like this or even like back in the seventies, like these sorts of Mm. like the actual serious murder mysteries, the acting's always terrible. The acting's actually pretty good in this film. I'm not saying that, but the act- acting yeah. is generally not great. I'm sorry, old actors didn't know how to act. <laughs> the, no, just the art forms change and yeah. the, you know more range from people now. Um, but I always, it just gets a pass for me for some reason. I, I'll watch it and be like, oh, I'm watching a, a film from the 70s. All the acting is terrible. But I'll never be like, oh, that was particularly bad. My brain mm. just adjusts, like it sets the dial back and just yeah. accepts it. And like if I watch, uh, what's the stupid Batman film? Um, There's about four of them. Yeah, <laughs> you have uh, to the, be more specific. One of the Joel Schumacher ones, like the the one that uh, killed Batman the franchise. Forever. Yeah, when I watched that, at first I hated uh, it. Forever has redeeming qualities. You're thinking of Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. So when I first watched that, I was like, oh, "This is actually stupid." What were they thinking? And then somebody said to me, "Pretend you're watching Adam West. Pretend you're watching Batman yeah. '66 yeah, yeah. in tone, and then go in and watch it." And I watched them like. Oh, if you go in with the mindset that it's just going to be, once again, camp fun, I mm. fucking love that movie. Like, it, yeah. it, it changes it so much for me. I think just having the date on this film makes it good. Like, I, one of my favorite movies is The Warriors, which is by no means a well-acted film. <laughs> the action is terrible. <laughs> Some of the performances are okay. Yeah. The music's probably the best part of that thing. Mm. And But I love that film, whereas when we reviewed it with, um, I reviewed it with Alex and Zane on the show, um, Alex could not get into it because it just looked too cheap for him. But for me, mm. like the movie's from the seventies, it's gonna yeah. look how it looks, and like my brain just fills the adjustments in. Yeah. But 
for him, he just can't get past it with modern sensibilities saying like, no, mm. it, it just looks bad. Yeah. Well, I know people that are like that. Like they can't watch like older movies just because it doesn't look good. I'm like, that's such a weird thing to get hung up on. Yeah. Like time is a, is a thing and yep. things evolve and change. <laughs> you can still watch something that's old and appreciate it for what it is. It doesn't have to look sparkly and nice. Like just because there's like, you know, no gel Schumacher lens flares doesn't mean it's not a good movie. <laughs> Maybe we should go back and re-review The Warriors. Maybe. That'll be, be nice happy to do to that. To reveal it with someone else that likes it that isn't just me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, like I mean, not to harp on, like when we reviewed John Carpenter's The Thing, mm. same reason Alex didn't like it because it just to him looked cheap. And I was like, how are you judging the looks of this movie? Like for, firstly, yeah. the, the thing looks fucking incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, and- but for this film, I had no issues. I just, my brain just. I, I had no problem with like what it looked like or anything like that. Cause I was like, ah, oh, it's from 85. Like this is fine. It's going to look like what it looks like. Yep. It was more just the, I think just the overall tone of it. And like, probably like the performances are good, but they're campy performances. And I just couldn't, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Like I, I was like going into it. I knew it was going to be a silly movie because it's a movie based I on fucking it. Clue <laughs> and Seb liked it. So. <laughs> But um, yeah, like ah, it, there was just something about it that just bothered me the whole time, and I think it was just that real campy nature. I don't know if it's just like not what I was in the mood for, or if it was genuinely bad. But I like I struggled to to get into it. But I love Tim Curry. Tim Curry was very good. Tim Curry doing Tim Curry things. I got through it. Um, I will say as well, my research did turn out. Um, I was surprised to learn this. Only one um, part of the movie was actually shot on location. It was the ballroom. The rest of the house was all sets. Ah. And it genuinely looks like a whole fucking house. Yeah, it really does. Even just like moving from room to room, it felt really organic. I never Mm, felt like I was lost in a maze. That's why I was like genuinely, so props to the guys that actually did the set design. Yeah, that's really impressive. Um, I came across another movie which came up because I rented this one on YouTube and it's like, hey, you want rec- like similar movies? And it sent me, uh, I've got to, w- I want to watch it probably tonight actually called Murder by Death. <laughs> so this is from 1976. Hold on. Murder by Death? Murder by Death, the worst kind of murder. Oh, that's the worst one there is. And I, I watched the trailer and it didn't look that good, but I'm, I'm going I'm to rent it because I'm, I'll read you this, the little synopsis here. Five famous literary detective characters and their sidekicks are invited to a bizarre mansion to solve an even stranger mystery. So there's like a character that sits in who plays like a, a stand-in for Hercule Poirot, the, the Agatha Christie one. There's actually mm. a Miss Marble stand-in as well. <laughs> there's the, I, I put on the trailer and my wife was really interested until she realized that, are you, are you familiar with the actor Peter Sellers? Yeah. So he plays, um, he's a white man. And he plays Sydney Wang, an elderly Chinese gentleman. Uh, <laughs> she was like, she's like, oh, I'm so boy. uncomfortable. I'm like, oh yeah, this movie's from 76. <laughs> yeah, there's a white guy playing a Chinese man. Because of course there is. <laughs> we didn't know any better. I was like, Jess, it was 76. Chinese actors weren't allowed. <laughs> they <laughs> you weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, they were. They were. They definitely existed. You were a doctor or a mathematician. You were not an actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's got Alec Guinness in it. Truman Capote. Uh, James Coco, <laughs> Peter Sellers, like, oh, Maggie Smith. Like, it's got like, I got a really good cast, and I'm going to watch it tonight or tomorrow night because I'm genuinely curious. But it, like, when that I watched sounds, the, it sounds like a good time. It sounds good, but I watched the trailer and I was like, 
This is not funny. Oh, it's going to be bad, but I think it's going to be one of those enjoyable it's bad re- film experiences. It's, it's pretty highly rated. Really? It's 7.4, which is a high for a comedy from that era as well. Like Higher than Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, is it high? <laughs> it's 1.1 higher than this movie. Yeah. So I'm curious. It's not in black and white. I assumed it would be because all, all of the stills are, but it is in, it is in color. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's screaming at me being like, Seb, they had color cinema since 1920. That's not true. <laughs> um, when did the first... When did the first talkies come movie? out? Let's find out. A hundred years ago. No, that can't be right. <laughs> oh no. This is a rabbit hole. Tell me the first... Oh, okay. So a small test film was made in 1902 yeah. um, of color. But I mean, like Wizard of Oz, when that came out... Um, was like a big deal that being in, oh, it was in Technicolor. I think yeah. that maybe it was just, yeah. Because they did that bullshit where they made you think that the film was going to be in sepia. Yeah. And then they did the bull. When did that come out? 1939. Okay. So okay. this movie's <laughs> 30, 40 years past that. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm being unfair. But it was, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, what was I ranting about though? Oh, yeah. Death, murder by death. Yeah. I'll let you know how that goes in a week's time. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I kind of want to put it on around the wife just so she has to deal with Peter Sellers. Putting on a, it's a really bad Chinese accent. Oh, I can, I can only imagine. Like it's meant to be funny, but it's not. If this movie came out today and they did this bit as a bit, mm. it would probably be funnier because they know it was a bad thing. Yeah. He's not doing it as a bad take. He's just trying to be the funniest trying his Chinese best. guy that he can. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, murder mysteries. It, it's a thing. Um I don't really. Oh yeah, we, I guess we can jump ahead really to the end. Where are we up to? Well, it's just them running around the house and yeah. finding bodies. And I don't want to go into crazy detail about that. Like they, they find the cook, they find the maid, they find the uh, the sexy maid, the sexy maid. Thank you. And they they find the fucking door knock dancing person. Yeah. There are six murders in this film, mm. which is interesting because, or well, one of the endings we'll get to because the six murders and six primary cast plus the butler. Ah, uh, yeah. So is it the cook, the maid, telegram lady, the cop, the random and the guy, guy with the car? Yes. Oh, and Mr. Body. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I guess we'll jump to the endings because there's yeah. a couple of them. So one of the endings is um, revealed that it's, is it Miss Scarlet? Yes, it's Miss, yeah. Miss Scarlet's the murderer. She's blackmailing everyone. She's the one that really invited them all there. It was all her master plot. And, you know, Tim Curry quickly, you know, bests her in a math game, <laughs> which he loses as weird. And the cops come. Because at the very beginning of the film, when it all happens, he's told the FBI has been informed they'll be here in 60 minutes or something. For some reason, they'll take that long. <laughs> so the movie's working on an actual clock, which does kind of match yeah. up. Um, so the whole time they're just trying to survive while the cops come. Yeah. Cops come, take her out, whatever. Then the other ending is it's Mrs. Peacock. Mm-hmm. Very similar, once again. Yeah, same sort of thing. Yep. I, so did I thought all. when I was watching, I'm like, this is basically the same ending, but with the character swapped. Like, yep. you weren't being very creative here. And then there's the third ending, which is everyone killed one person each. Yeah. It's the, um, it's, it's sort of their murder on the Orange Express. Yeah. We're all the, we're all the, we're all the bad guys. Um, but, but everyone. That was, everything was orchestrated by. The butler though, right? Yes. And yeah. Mr. Green actually didn't kill someone. Um, 
because they, the butler and the other five people kill one person each. Yeah. But then it turns out Mr. Green works for the FBI and he That's kills right. he kills yeah. the guy that kills was there to black them there. Um which is the best fucking ending to the film. So the, <laughs> they're all going through it and Mr. Green confesses to during the film, like they're all being blackmailed and some of them don't want to explain what they're being blackmailed for. And he explains it, oh, I'm gay. And this film's set in the time period when being gay was a thing that people cared about mm. and they were blackmailing him with it. And the ending is fucking great. So Mr. Green's revealed to be a secret FBI agent and he kills the butler. And at the, the chief of police rocks up and he's like, he's like, who, who did it? And he's like, they all did it. But I know, it, but I killed the butler in the entrance room with the revolver yeah, or some bullshit revolver. line. Yeah. And he's like, and he turns to the camera, he's like, and now I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Because <laughs> it turns out being gay was a ruse a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's, that's the- right. I was trying to remember what the fucking line he says at the very end of the movie was. And that was it. It's some ridiculous <laughs> thing, but it, it honestly, I hate to use this term, but it actually popped me. I laughed so hard <laughs> at him just turning to the camera and be like, now I'm going to go home and have sex with my, my wife. <laughs> Cold ending. Um, <laughs> In the one of the the one where Mrs. Peacock was the murderer, mm. there was an alternate take when she runs outside because she thinks she's escaped, and the chief of police rocks up, yeah. and all the police charge in. Apparently, there was a scene that was cut where they go outside, and Mr. Wad, the butler's talking. He's part of the FBI and stuff, and the fucking chief of police has shot and killed her. <laughs> And then as he's talking, he walks up to her corpse again and just shoots her in the head again or some shit. Like double, he double taps his dead old lady. Morbid. Yeah. And they're like, oh, maybe we won't use they that. They're ahead of their time with that one. Well, she wasn't black. True. So a really she was a woman though, time. still oh. a minority. Absolutely. Um, well, actually we're pretty, I don't well, know, we're, we're even men and women. Yeah. You get the, the cops are bad. Here's the line. They all did it. But if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, I did. In the hall with the revolver. Okay, chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Very nice. <laughs> I should have used that as my quote. That's <laughs> fucking great. Well, maybe we can go out on it. My um, The quote that I wanted to open with today, but I didn't think I could do it justice. It was apparently the only ad-libbed line in the entire film. Mm. So it's when Wadsworth has um, accused Mrs. White um, of... He's, uh, he goes, you were jealous that your husband was um, stooping your vet. That's why you stooping. killed him too. <laughs> yep. And she goes, yes, I did it. I killed a vet. I hated her so much. It, it, the, 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 the flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breathing, having breaths, breaths, heaving. Like she's just like exasperated. <laughs> she can't get the words out. And she's talking about like, I was just so angry, <laughs> but it's fucking... I, I couldn't do it. I'll, I'll see if I can maybe pull it up on YouTube and play it because it's generally so Someone's funny. been skipping their improv classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the only freaking line they, they, they actually let them ad-lib in the entire film. Okay. I, I found it. I'm going to attempt to play it on our speakers. Well, let me press play first and make sure an ad doesn't play. <laughs> okay. Enjoy, enjoy what could up be up to two minutes of Clue, everyone. <laughs> Didn't mean to frighten anyone. You're a bit late for that! Then there were three more murders. So who's in it? Let's consider each murder one by one. Professor Plum, you knew that Mr. Body was still alive. Even psychiatrists can tell the difference between patients who are alive or dead. You fired the gun at him in the dark and missed. So you pretended he was dead. That's how you were able to kill him later, unobserved. That's right! 
He was the missing person in the kitchen after we found the cook dead. But he was with us in the billiard room when we found Yvette screaming. If that's when the cook was killed, how did he do it? I didn't. But you don't expect us to believe that, do you? I expect you to believe it. You killed the cook. She used to be your cook, and she informed on you to Mr. Body. You made one fatal mistake. Sitting here at dinner, Mrs. Peacock told us that she was eating one of her favorite recipes. And monkey's brains, though popular in Cantonese cuisine, are not often to be found in Washington, D.C. Colonel Mustard, when we saw the motorist at the front door, you took the key to the weapons cupboard out of my pocket. Then you suggested that we all split up. You separated from Miss Scarlet, crossed the hall, opened the cupboard, took the wrench, ran to the conservatory, entered the lounge through the secret passage, killed the motorist with a blow on the head. Like that! Not so incredible as what happened next. But we all split up again. I went upstairs with you. Yes, you, Mrs. White. And while I was in the master bedroom, you hurried downstairs and turned off the electricity, got the rope from the open cupboard, and throttled Yvette. You were jealous that your husband was stripping Yvette. That's why you killed him, too. Yes. Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths. I love that scene. That struck me as so strange while I was watching it. I was like, what, who wrote that? Right. And now I know it was just someone who's clearly never taken an improv class trying to improvise a line. Really <laughs> and it's immortalized it. in the film forever. <laughs> you didn't like it? Like I genuinely that was the biggest laugh I got the entire I, film. I, no, it's hilarious, but <laughs> just because for me it didn't strike me as like she didn't know what to say. It just I was like the character was just exasperated with how angry this person had made Flames. like yeah. <laughs> and just like as she's describing it, I could only think of Inu and Kill Bill when like the screen goes red and the sirens start. Yeah. That's like, like on her end, she's like, I just. <laughs> um, that's a new feature of this, this show, apparently, where we just um, fall just back on the film. Play parts of the film for you. God, that, that'd be so much easier if I could line that up. Wouldn't it just? Maybe. Maybe maybe that's a thing I could do. Maybe. <laughs> it sucks for theatrical Sounds releases. like a lot of effort. Oh, it's a YouTube video. True. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it though. Um, that was part of the ending, by the way, where everyone is the murderer. Yeah. Um, God, that whole like last twenty minutes of the film is just Tim Curry running and yelling. It is like <laughs> it must he's, have been exasperating to shoot. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it and you couldn't tell from the audio there, he's literally when he's like, "I've worked out who did it." He will then in this like well twenty or thirty minute sequence between the three endings, he's running back and forth from room to room, recapping exactly yeah. what happened from when the movie started to when they got to where they are right now, the entire plot. And he's absolutely sprinting through the hallways. and Like obviously there's, there's cuts and stuff. Like yeah. he wasn't just in one take fucking go, mate. Man's lost some weight on this film. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, it's actually, it's really great too. Cause he's like the, 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 they do like running jokes where he's like, I've forgotten one thing. And everyone's like one thing. Like they're <laughs> so confused about how he could possibly miss something. Cause he's been so absolutely over the top yeah. thorough with what he's doing through. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm happy to move on to verdicts unless there's any particular scene. Like it's um, the joke, the movie just has a lot of running jokes in yeah, it, which it is does. nice. Like it plays through really well from that regard, which is, I don't want to go 
too in depth because it's it's common. Yeah. It's hard to describe. Yeah, it kind of loses its uh, touch when you have to explain it. <laughs> but uh, I nothing like no particular scene stands out to me. I just very much enjoyed Tim Curry's entire presence in this film. I thought he was great. He was really really good. Like he got- like anyone else in this film, I probably would have hated it, but he kind of saved the movie for me in that sense. Oh, actually, I do have some casting notes, which I, we should have probably, I mean, Andrew would have reined us in. Uh, <laughs> I believe- See what we, happens when you're not here, Andrew. I we be- go off the rails. I believe that Rowan Atkinson was- uh, See, that that I could get on board with, actually. Okay, so in an interview conducted in November 2009, writer and director Jonathan Lynn stated that he had- he had cast this movie. He said that while actors and actresses were recommended to him via the casting department, he made final decisions. His original choices for Wadsworth was Leonard Rossiter. Who I'm just pulling up that? him because I'm unfamiliar with him. No Tim Curry or Rowan Atkinson, I can tell you that much. I think he's he's from 2001 Space Odyssey. I don't know if he's the main though. Hmm. Some like once again, someone's screaming at me. How could you forget he was the <laughs> grandfather from the Mighty Ducks? He was not the Mighty Ducks. Um, oh, well, I would have known that. Most famous for the role of Rigsby in Rising Damp, sure. But he sadly passed away in 84, just prior to pre-production. He was then followed by Rowan Atkinson, who obviously knew him from Blackadder and stuff, but the studio felt he was too much of an unknown for American audiences to take as the leading actor. Um, in what had Tim Curry done up to this point? Um, so what year did this come out in again? 85. Let's find out. I'm, was Rocky Horror out by then? No, Rocky Horror was 75. Oh, so yeah. ten years prior. Okay, that makes sense. Um, For some reason, I think that movie is like an eighties film. No, I guess not. I, it's hard to tell because it, it's set in a, such a dark place. Yeah. So this movie was eighty five. I was going to. I'll go through Tim Curry just to see because. I mean, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. It was an Oliver Twist, but that was the, mm-hmm. the TV version. Right. Um, I feel like his career should have exploded after Rocky Horror, but it doesn't feel like Good it did. Say so, hey. Um, yeah, I mean, Rocky Horror, 75, and then just a bunch of rando roles, which, I mean, mean nothing to me. Right. Um, to be fair, he only rocks up in really random places anyway, because he only did the It miniseries in 1990, yeah, so five years after. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, I also, I can't see it here, but I thought that Sigourney Weaver was... Nope. Didn't like that beep. Um, I thought Sigourney Weaver had a. I had read before that she had been offered a role or was considered oh, okay. for a role, but I can't see it here. So maybe I must have read it somewhere else. Um, once again, Andrew would have done this. I'm not <laughs> blaming him. I'm blaming us for not doing it, but for not it, filling issues. Yeah, we, we had time, and we we just didn't do it. <laughs> we did have time. Um, all right, verdicts. Yeah. You heard the good. You've heard the bad. A lot of opinions. A couple facts. It's verdict time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also an hour and a half. Like it's, it's a bite. It's a small buy-in. It's an hour and a half with three endings. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, it would have been like seventy minutes with one of them. Um, not all endings are created equal, though. You've got to make sure you get the version, which is the the widely distributed version, which has all three endings all three, on it. Yeah. You don't want just one of them. Even the good ending works better having the other two before it. So even if you somehow manage to get the good version. The, yeah, the best version is the one that we watched, which is like I said, it's on, I'm not, this is not an ad. It was on YouTube for five bucks renting it. Like it was super cheap, really easy to get. Yeah. Um, pity that it wasn't on any streaming services, but yeah, that would have been nice. Would have been nice, but at least it didn't. It wasn't a big buy-in, at least. But I like it. Good film. Yeah. Uh, this is hard. Like 
I didn't like it a lot, but I can see like the appeal to it. So I'm going to go with a tentative yes if you like silly, campy things from the long, long ago. Which I do. Clearly. Oh, um, <laughs> did I, I, I should have, this, I mean, I was worried that you were like going to sit on the fence with this one. I was going to hit you up with the, the, the best thing of um, one of the actors' names is a pun. Oh, really? The guy that played Mr. Body's first name is Lee, as in L-double-E, mm. and his last name is Ving, V-I-N-G. His name is Lee Ving. <laughs> um, well, that, that, that tips it over. It's a definite recommend now. Perfect. Purely what? for that. The frick? No. They did not remake The Castle, did they? What? No, it's okay. He was in a short comedy called The Castle that was came out in 2013, but it's nothing to do with the Australian cult classic, okay. The Castle. I was like, because <laughs> he's say, not Australian. I was like, Lord. what is this? It's going to be like Death at a Funeral, like the American remake for literally no reason. <laughs> um, perfect. Well, we're going to be back obviously next week. Um, hopefully Andrew will be um, good to return to us as well. Um, I guess we can commit to an order now. The next two films on our roster are Black Swan and Being John Malkovich. Let's, I think the easiest way to remember this is to go alphabetical <laughs> and just say we'll do Black Swan next week. Sure. I mean, for us, it makes no difference. We watch two films and show up at a film, but um, let's go Black Swan. Is an alphabetical would be oh, being, being John Malkovich. I, I was, e comes before L in the yeah, alphabet. Yeah, it does. I was, having, I was putting my B against the J for John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, shit. Okay. Hold on a minute. Yeah. No, me, we, we've already said it. It's Black Swan then being John Malkovich. Sure. We've committed. That's fine. And if, I mean- there's always a chance it'll be the other one. That's true. <laughs> but it's probably Black Swan. Tune in to find out. I've actually not seen Black Swan before. No? I've seen very John Malkovich, but, which is very freaking weird. But mm. not, my memory is I didn't even love it. I mean, I, I have to watch it with fresh eyes. Like, mm. Black Swan's good. I'm a big Aronofsky fan though, so I'm probably biased. Freaking Alex. I'll see if, hopefully he can make it as well. He's, he's, we watched Being John Malkovich together 15 years ago. Mm. And every now and then he'll just be like, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich to me. Like quoted that one <laughs> fucking scene and he won't let it die. Um, so I, I, maybe I don't want him here for the review because I want to remind him that that scene exists. Um, let's just do your socials and we'll, yours and we'll-, we'll Just, just mine? Okay. Yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JordanMSPP. Uh, my Instagram is the same. If you want to look at me, I, I don't know. That That's an option. That's certainly an option. I'm looking at him right now and I can tell you it's spectacular. Um, yeah, that's a glowing review right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Not a hint of sarcasm or anything. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Bastion underscore James on Twitter. I, I also have an Instagram, but I haven't touched it for five years. It's there. You don't use it. Um, <laughs> yeah, perfect. And yeah, Black Swan next week. Yes. And hopefully, like I said, we're in a good place time-wise and we'll get in a variety hour out that week Try too. To get and I'll some to do- variety hours in try to do that cinematic gimmicks one because there is a mm. lot of stuff there that's interesting and I'd say maybe just do your own research. But Not don't to know, mention 4DX. Oh God, that's another <laughs> thing. Oh. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yep. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.